I feel conflicted. I feel conflicted. I don't want to see that. I feel conflicted. I don't need to see that. I don't want. I don't need to. I don't want. I don't need to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Hi and welcome back to Countdown to the Comeback. Yay. This is Jenny. This is Miss Jenny. And this is Miss Marcy. And we are diving in headfirst to episode. <laughs> that sounded naughty, Jenny. <laughs> Can I clear up? We are not muff diving. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but Tony Danza. Tony Danza's muff dive. <laughs> Tony Danza's Muff Dive. That's, that wasn't the name of the episode. That was not the name of the episode. The name of the episode was Valerie Stands Out on the Red Carpet. The episode was written and directed by Michael Patrick King. So they brought him in Love for the final him. push. Yeah. So as we are rounding out season one and uh, season one of Countdown to the Comeback. Countdown. Countdown. You're hilarious. I'd like to think so. Oh, think so. We open on Valerie and Mark's bedroom, and they're asleep, and Mark-ish, Mark is snoring, and she's snoring, and they're sort of tossing and turning. <laughs> it's sort of these jump cuts throughout, and you hear somebody, uh, oh, I guess you hear him at one point, you see she's just in bed, and you can hear him off screen peeing, and the sound design in this whole little montage is oh fantastic. God. The pee is the pee has its own character. <laughs> Everything that goes on in that bathroom is just so. Important. I don't even know about you, but I have a whole visual in my head about that what that bathroom looks like. Oh yeah, I'm excited that we're going to see more of that house because I know we've read articles and they say that they were really excited about getting being able to get their house back for the shoot. That'll be interesting. I looked at some of the little promo clips and I'm wondering how they've updated it and all of that. So maybe we'll see more of the bathroom. Yeah, so we're hearing them pee, and we also hear the helicopters overhead. It's very Los Angeles. And then the phone rings, and the cell phone is going off, and then the home phone is going off, and Mark is very irritated. Excuse me, I'm scratching my nose. Personal. Personal moments. It wasn't a pick. It's a scratch. It looked like a pick, but I know it wasn't a pick. I'm not missing a nose. <laughs> so Valerie, uh, Valerie and Mark are awoken. Well, looks like they weren't sleeping very well, anyways. By the phone ringing, and he, Mark seems really irritated, at, and he's worried that it's about Francesca, but it's actually Billy. Wait, but before that, you're you're snoring. Yeah, it opens on them snoring. No, but when she said Mark, you're snoring, and she woke him up. Oh right, and she then goes, she... Mark is snoring, and then and then he he's up, and she goes back to sleep, and it's actually her snoring that woke her up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my relationship. I drive my husband out of the room. Her own like... snoring woke her up, and she thought it was her husband. That actually happens. Tom will wake me up and be like, you know, you're snoring, and I a terrible snore, right? So I'm I like, oh too. my god, I'm so sorry. We're sexy. We're sexy. And then he'll drift off to sleep, and I'll be waiting for a little while, and I'll listen so I can hear when he's asleep, because I'm afraid I'm going to go back to sleep and start snoring again, and then I, he'll start snoring. And I'm just like... <laughs> <sighs> but you can't get mad at somebody when they're asleep for snoring. It's not like they're doing it purposely. 
Anyways, Billy's on the phone. Billy's on the horn. And he's calling, very excited, to announce that Room and Board has been nominated for a People's Choice Award. Aren't you so excited that Billy was in this episode again? I love Billy. Me too. It's a Bukatinsky moment. And Dan Bukatinsky. Dan Bukatinsky. Bukatinsky. <laughs> Dan Bukatinsky. Is that how you say your name? <laughs> It is. I told you on the last episode. I saw him on the view. Ooh, 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 ooh. I was thinking about that earlier. That when I was doing research for game shows, that we would have to find clips of people pronouncing their names so that we could tell people how, like the host or oh. people how to pronounce the name. Because sometimes it's really easy, but then there are some really out there names, and you like Adina Menzel. Yeah, <laughs> like Adele Dazeem. <laughs> Love Adele Dazeem. Oh, Adele. And I was thinking I should really look for Dan Bukatinsky saying his own name somewhere. Because usually, or a talk show host saying it because... Uh, it was on The View, Jennifer. I know, and I saw it too. But then I also remember, oh, I could listen, and then ten minutes later, I'm not going to remember. I can barely remember how to pronounce my own last name. <laughs> Which is now Wilson. <laughs> Sometimes it's Wilson. <laughs> that's the Spanish. That's the Spanish. Wilson. Personal. Personal moments. We're starting in the bedroom. Mark turns on the TV. She insists that Mark turns on the TV. He doesn't know why, but she's like, it's on the TV. They're announcing the awards. They get up really early. But of course, it's not happening. And she's too excited. He wants to go back to sleep. Because it's the People's Choice Awards. It's the People's Choice Awards, right. It's not the Emmy nominations and the Oscar nominations. But she treats it like it is. I guess it's because it's the... Well, of course, that's why she's... people have spoken. But it's so early. Why would it matter? Like, why would they be coming out? But then it's the East Coast. They're coming out on the East Coast. And here we are on the West Coast. And it's later. So it does kind of make sense. It doesn't have to be this 5 a.m. broadcasting. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, next scene is we're outside of the star wagons and the, we're amongst the trailers and Valerie is gleefully bopping up through them towards set and no one knows why she's congratulating them when she comes up to them. Hello, 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 fellow nominees. <laughs> Congratulations, one and all. What? What are you talking about? You don't know? Do you really? You don't know? Jane, they don't know. <laughs> How great is this? I'm going to be the one to tell them. <laughs> Tells what? Room and Board has been nominated for a People's Choice Award for Favorite New TV Comedy. Okay. And Juna has been nominated for Favorite Female TV Star. <laughs> Can you believe it? We're all nominated. All nominated. She's like, congratulations, Kat. Again, like it was the Oscars. Right. And they have no idea why. But it is her, it's her Oscars. It's more important to her than the Oscars because right. it's the people. While they don't know about the nominations, she gets to tell them. And so it's very exciting for her. She likes to give good news, right? And you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. She is their mother figure. She is. It's really developed into that. And, I, and she's embracing it now. You know, I was listening back to, you know, when we first started watching it, some of our earlier shows where I wasn't sure if Juno was cool and all of that. And, you know, the show really, I have to say, really, really developed the characters beautifully. It really did. And, yeah. and took us on a journey as well yeah. about 
who are these people and they're not exactly what we expect, which is good. It is good. And that's why in the end we're going to find out that Mickey's very straight, has six children. (laughs) There's somebody outside Jenny's window. I mean, the recording studio's window right now going, wow, wow. What is he doing? (laughs) They're children on a trampoline. Oh. Just wait. You'll hear somebody fall off of it very soon. Oh, yay! (laughs) Will they be crying? Ooh, if we're lucky. Personal. Personal moments. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. So, outside the Star Wagons, everybody seems really excited, and Jesse's like Genuinely, all up in the bitty bitty yeah. faces. They seem really happy. Even the bitty bitty boys. Yeah. But but Jesse does sort of snap them down, like, yeah. oh, right. Yeah. You've only been on one episode, and they're like, yeah, now you're nominated. And what uh, if the bitty bitty boys are going to be on the new one? I don't know if if Polly G wrote them into the new show, right? Right. Right. So Jesse's kind of telling the BDB boys to contain themselves. And Shane wants to know if there's going to be a red carpet. She's very excited. And Valerie's very adamant that they've got to watch everything that they eat because they're going to be on the red carpet and posing for pictures and while she's talking about that, you see Gigi, the female writer, who's off in the background stuffing her face with, like, a bagel with cream cheese, as always, eating, and typical craft service fare. I really love that actress for just committing, committing to... Uh, embarrassing role. Yeah, to just eating. every. But, hey, she's got business, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't eat business. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes people come into my class. And they're, you know, just graduated from, like, high school drama. And you see them doing that, or they do that thing where they're holding their fingers together, like, really tight. Their their thumb and their middle finger, when they, that's one thing that they're told to do, like, when they don't have to do their hands. That's really interesting. I was and never then, told to do that. Oh, really? Oh, it's so it's so distracting. And then the other one is you see them, if they're, like, off to the corner, and they're saying peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas. That's the watermelon, other one. watermelon, watermelon. Peas and carrots is yeah. the big one. Yes, peas and carrots. And and some of them do the, I think that Matthew McConaughey, the booger roll. <laughs> he always says that booger roll. I want you to imagine <laughs> you're holding a booger nut. <laughs> there is a wonderful little montage that we watched the other day, just stumbled across on YouTube that is Brad Pitt eating. Oh. And talking about business, people eating and it is a montage of multiple clips of him throughout his career in films, just eating in each one. And it's but but when it's Brad Pitt, it's sexy, and when it's Gigi, it's you know sad. Right. It it hits a little home for me. <laughs> no, not me. No, because I'm slender. But I remember being that person who's like free food, you know, the excitement <laughs> when you like your first big Hollywood job, and she was a. She's a playwright, too. She probably wasn't making a lot of money. She probably right. ate a lot of ramen, right? Yeah. So now she can at least pull a couple of meals off a of craft service and tuck away some extra money. That's my fantasy of Gigi's life. <laughs> she goes home to her California dingbat apartment, like mine. Personal. Personal moments. So Tom and Paula G pull up, and they're very confused. The cast starts applauding for them, and like, woo! Oh, 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 oh yeah! Oh yeah! What? Who's that? 
what is all that? What's Dude, we going got on? nominated, man. Favorite new TV comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's not get all carried away. Oh, let's not all get carried away. Let's not all get carried away. Are you Mr. Cool? Huh? Come here, you. Oh. oh. It's good. It's good. Thank you. Oh, gee. Oh. <laughs> Real good. Well, what would you do if it was a big award? Fuck me. Oh. oh yeah, hit him, Shane. That's right, hit him. They don't know why. They have sort of a what look on their faces. Valerie hugs Tom, and she gives Polly a hug, and he's smoking, and sort of doesn't stop. It's all up in her face. Polly says, wow, what would you do if it were a big award? Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a prick he's so disgusting he's so mean and uh shane actually hits him for that even though she's just being playful and and christian and christian <laughs> right shane is Chris, very christian right right and he's you know said fuck me but he's her boss so yes. it's, so it's okay Tom then tells them, okay, sort of calm down. Like, we didn't win. They notify the winner to make sure they're there, but Juno did win. The cast looks really disappointed. Why, you know... Why did he do that? Yeah. Well, I guess he had to tell them, but, like, he could have let him them have that moment. He could have done it in a more like, well, we yeah. haven't heard. Because Valerie should know that as well. That, to me, was another kind of continuity thing. Valerie comes in so many situations acting like, I've been there, I've done it, I, right. I've been through this, this yeah. is what to expect. And with this, she's just like, it is a big fucking deal, which she feels it is, and it is, she's excited. And I'm actually, as a viewer, a little bit surprised, because everything we've heard about the show is how shitty it is. Oh, it's train wreck. But she should know, because if she was a winner, she was told, she would have been told when she was nominated for I'm It. Valerie still assures the cast members that it is still a big deal. Win or lose, it's still a yeah. big deal, isn't it? Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, right? Right. <laughs> That's right. Do you know how many shows never get nominated for any awards? I don't know. Four? Excuse me. Uh, where would I find a Tom Peterman and a Polly G? Val. You <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Second, I thought, all right, it happened. He shot someone. <laughs> As she's having that brief exchange, there's somebody comes up with a huge bouquet of balloons with the words, you did it, on them that are being delivered to the writers. And oh, from Valerie. Yeah, from oh, Valerie. Once and, again, just one of those horrible Valerie moments. And then Polly takes his cigarette and pops it. He pops one of the balloons. I hate him. It's just no grace. No grace. And I'm not saying that Valerie does. She's not full of grace either, but... Valerie full of grace. Valerie full of grace. <laughs> That's like the name of like one of those 70s plays, you know? Like Uncommon Women and Others. And for, for Ladies black... who love ladies. <laughs> no, for color girls who considered suicide when the rainbow wasn't enough. Right. Valerie Full of Grace. That could be the title of this episode. It could be. <laughs> Valerie Full of Grace. After Polly pops out the cigarette, we cut to Valerie giving a testimonial, confessional, and she is saying, I love award shows. She's very excited. 
And then she goes on to tell us that she's not one of those stars that acts all jaded and like it's no big deal. Jane asks what awards she's actually ever won. What awards have you won? Uh, Well, um, there's the People's Choice Award, which is near and dear. Uh, That was the first one. And then there's silence. (laughs) That was the first one. (laughs) And then Juna enters and breaks the silence because Valerie doesn't have any other awards to mention. No, she doesn't. Juna enters and thanks Valerie for the flowers. We know that she sent her flowers and... Valerie says, well, it's like I'm passing the torch because I had been nominated, or I won for that, for I'm It many years ago. And again, like, heartbreaking. Just, you know, Juna's just, Juna's living Valerie's life now, basically. I still think that Valerie is okay with it at this point because she doesn't know that Juna's going to, or if Juna's going to go on and have a career. For all she knows, Juna's going to be just like her and have the same kind of... B, C level celebrity. Right. B level celebrity trajectory. Oh. Trajectory. (laughs) (laughs) Then there are beautiful flowers are being delivered to Valerie. My favorite moment of the episode. As Valerie is being interviewed, a beautiful bouquet of roses is delivered to her with a note, and she's very excited, and she does seem to know who it's from. She does act as if she knows, like, oh, and she reads the note. Wait, no, he's right behind her. He's all excited. I know, Mickey's doing her hair, and he's very... Yeah, he's very excited about the flowers. For a Valerie Cherish? Oh, someone's getting flowers. Oh, look at that. Oh, who are those from? Mickey. Well, I don't know. I'm not saying. Read the card. Let's see. Congratulations from your favorite gay. Oh, Mickey. Guy. Favorite guy. Yeah. It says favorite. It's just bad handwriting. It says guy. Can you see that? Can you get it? Yeah. I just didn't. You have to write more legibly, dear. Don't know what you mean. Congrats. (laughs) Mickey's face. He froze. He froze. And then horror just set in on his face. These moments with Mickey regarding his sexuality kill me. Oh, my God. And you see, she holds it up and she's like, well, you know, you should be more careful with your handwriting or something. And she she shows the card and it does look like it could be gay. And she's, of course, just thinking it's him. So, yeah, he does not say anything. He doesn't other... He's just frozen. And you can just see he's dying inside. Just a little piece of him is dying and probably wishing her dead. Well, I'm not sure if he's wishing her dead. <laughs> Jenny, I think that might be... I think that might be a little harsh. There's times when I get a little peeved at you, but I have to say I've never wished you dead. <laughs> Well, maybe a hangnail. Okay, I think that I'm being a little bit too literal. <laughs> and I'm thinking if looks could kill, ah, she'd be dead. Okay. Personal. Personal moments. That's, I think, where my oh. adult mind okay. was headed. But yes, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that violent. <laughs> Nobody wants to see Valerie Cherish brutalized. Not even Mickey. At her worst. So we go on to 
She's having lunch with Billy and Mickey. Valerie is not eating. She is now on the ever-famous liquid oh. <laughs> fast diet. Of, have you ever done that? I have never done it. The lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and honey. And, I oh, maple it. syrup. Maple syrup, yeah. I did that diet. I've done it. I know more people who have done it than people who haven't. I did it. You lose tons of weight, and then you eat... You eat one cashew and... One booger nut. <laughs> one, one booger nut and you gain And it's all, all over. And, oh my God, I you know, I just remember being on it and for like day four, just getting extremely randy feeling. <laughs> People report that at a certain point you're not hungry anymore. No. That you and, get a lot more energy. Yeah. And, and weird like emotional stuff happens too. But mine all, I just... Wanted to. Brown chicken, brown, yeah. brown, 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 a big designer for her to wear on the red carpet. Somebody who's very happening. The first winner of Project Runway, Jay McCarroll. Really hot designer interested in doing your dress. Who? Jay McCarroll. I'm sorry, I don't... No, I don't know. The winner of Project Runway? Yeah, I don't know. The designer reality show I was telling you about, Red. Did you? Well, telling about so many shows, it's hard for me to... A reality show winner designing for a reality show star? Are you kidding me? The press is all over it. They're already calling me like crazy. Well, we have a problem. Why? Because I've already contacted Mr. Nolan Miller about designing my dress. Nolan Dynasty Miller? Yeah. Did me for the People's Choice Awards when I won. And I promised him that he could do me the next time I'm nominated. She, of course, does not have any idea who that is. Because we know she doesn't watch it. But Mickey, of course, does. Mickey was so excited. He gets so excited about things. He's such a star fucker. He's... He's an ultimate fan girl. He is. He would be he would be a wonderful addition to this podcast. Just just Mickey. I don't know about Robert Michael Morris. I'm sure <laughs> he would be as well, but Mickey's but enthusiasm. Robert Michael Morris as Mickey. Right. She doesn't I'd know. I'd also like George Clooney here one day. Okay. All right. All right. Thank we'll you. see if we I'm, can get him. I'm all we'll like call him. his people. We'll call his wife and see if he's Oh, you had to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Had to make it a little too real. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Put a pin in my fantasy. Um, somebody, I don't know if it's Mickey or Billy, says, you know, reality show winner designing for a reality show star. I think that was Mickey. And it's just like, oh, it's just like perfect uh, what's it, congruence. It's or, his mess. Yeah, I mean, it all is coming together. It is happening. And she's like, no, 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 no. I've contacted my guy. I've contacted Nolan Miller. Nolan Miller, who is... Oh, my God. The Dynasty fashion designer, the big shoulder pads, sequin, Susan Lucci would they also wear... Sta- those are statement gowns. Those they are, are like... Are, oh, and they're hideous. Yeah. <laughs> they're hideous. They're for a certain era and a certain age, I yes. think. I haven't seen any of his more recent work. If, if <laughs> I don't know. Is, is, is he alive? I don't know. Um, I'm going to look that up right I'm now as we're talking. So, yeah. So, she's contacted Nolan Miller, who we learned was a big designer in the 80s and did Dynasty. And Billy's very kind of confused. While he does express a little bit of being impressed, he is a gay man. And I'm sure there is a certain appreciation for Nolan Miller. And that's it as well. That Nolan Miller gowns 
look like gowns you would see a drag queen in. They're like drag queen gowns. They're, that's exactly the best way to describe them. Right. They, they could totally be worn in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. She asks Mickey's opinion. Billy also tells her that she'll be on the red carpet next to Juna and she's got to kick it up a notch. And so she would be doing herself a favor by going with someone a little younger, a little hipper, somebody who's very sexier. 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 And finally she acquiesces. Acquiesce. That's the new prescient. Ooh, he died in 2012. Oh, rest in peace. Sorry, Nolan Miller. Sorry, Nolan Miller. Nolan Miller moment. <laughs> we weren't we weren't that sad about him. I feel a little bad about I that, know. Jenny. Well, where where have all the sequins gone? <laughs> long, long time passing. Oh, passing. It's like a long time coming. All the sequins gone. All right. So <laughs> as they are finishing up this conversation, we see in the background a very lost-looking, sad-looking Gigi who has a tray of food and nowhere to sit. You, we forgot the biggest part. What is the biggest part? It hasn't happened. The one yet. request, the request about <laughs> about your breast. Yes, about your your miming. Okay, the, um, hair. The design. Yes, hair and makeup. The designers request. No, that's that's oh, later. later. Oh, I'm sorry. That's later. I messed up. That's all right. Messed up moment. So we've got. Gigi. They're at lunch, and Gigi's in the background looking for a place to sit down and. Valerie is not quick to invite her over because Valerie's been kind of, well, not unsurprisingly, has been kind of a bitch here. Valerie's trying to use the excuse that they're having a meeting, so it's better if Gigi doesn't come and sit down with them. But uh, Billy's like, oh, no, it's fine. This meeting's over. And both uh, Billy and Mickey leave. Gigi reveals that she's not allowed to go. Only the writer-producers get a ticket. Ah, doesn't seem fair. And she is totally eating her feelings in this scene. And she just breaks down. She wanted to go. I really wanted to go. It was the only thing that I was looking forward to. Uh Uh-huh. I'm in that room with those guys who hate me all day. Well, I'm sure they don't hate you. Why would they hate you? They call me Aunt Sassy's bitch. <laughs> Sad monologue about how hated she is. And this is actually, the, this is what the alternative title for this episode could be, is Aunt Sassy's bitch. Yes. Because she reveals that that's what they all call her, and she she's just telling her tales of woe, of how terrible they are to her in the writer's room. That was painful for me to hear, because I have witnessed that on many occasions that sort of alienation that can take place and it's very sad. Oh, writer's rooms can be a very scary mean place. Yeah, and she she just is convinced that everybody hates her there and and she was crying with food in her mouth and that was both sad and really repulsive. And she's like, if you notice how fat I'm getting, I haven't kissed anybody in like a year and the awards were the first thing I was looking forward to and now I don't get to go. She's a total mess and Valerie starts to sort of comfort her. I, mean, I know the tickets are tight. Okay. The only way Mickey's going is because June is giving him her extra ticket. Even Mickey gets to go? Gigi's like, even Mickey gets to go? <laughs> so Valerie, and you can tell against her better instincts. You can always see her little internal war on her face. Right. And I love that. Well, uh, let's think of something now, okay? Let's make, make a call no, to someone. You know what? I already tried everything. You did. Well, not everything. <laughs> 
Not everything, okay? I've got two tickets. You can go with me. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Why not? Well, why not? That'll be my date. All right? You're a writer on the show. You deserve to be at the awards. Done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. <sighs> What do you think the internal war is on her face here? I've got to tell Mark, but you know, I I can't I can't let this girl. This is horrible, and I think I think part of it is her hatred of Polly G <laughs> that invited Gigi. Yeah, like, how dare them not? You know, and she won't let one other person be persecuted by Polly G. Do you think that there is an element of feeling responsible because she's yeah. Cassie's bitch? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And it is her doing remember she did at that one point where Gigi was like please don't mention the yeah. jokes that we pitched and, and she still did anyways she like she just throws her under the bus left and right Valerie invites Gigi to go as her date and Gigi is so excited and happy and stops crying then we are at home and Mark walks in to the kitchen where Valerie is I guess looking for what they're going to order for dinner and Mark says that Francesca is still in the car finishing up a text. But uh, when Valerie, it's it's kind of a bait and switch because Valerie, it looks like she's going to cook. Yes. It looks like she's going to cook. Like, do you want a steak? Yeah. yeah you... And she asks if, she want, if he wants a steak and he goes, you know, all right. And she pulls out the notebook of takeout menus. And he, he's like, all right. Like, this yeah, is them. They, they don't do. cook. And there are lots of people like that. Lots of families like that in Beverly Hills. You know, busy working parents or couples or successful, wealthy people. And that's it. They don't cook. Although we do know that she has she has that very expensive carving knife that he was using to scratch. That's under. right. That was a fork. Or fork. Carving yeah. fork, yeah. So she has... Was well, probably st- when she registered. When they got married. She got all that stuff. stuff like that? Well, no, we didn't register for stuff, remember? We didn't do that. Personal. Personal moments. Yeah, we had a house fund set up. That's so smart. Well, because we have everything. I mean, at this point in time and at our age and whatever. But at the same time, I can imagine that Valerie, when she registered, when she got married, she registered for everything, imagining that she's going to be this amazing cook. Right. Just like... The $1,500 Buddha or the $16,000 Buddha right. that she wanted. Absolutely. You know, Buddha. No, I mean, don't you have a lot of friends who you go, you pick up their wedding registry and it's like, I can afford a towel. Right. <laughs> I can get you a salad fork for one setting. So she says, oh, the palm does a good steak. And he's totally on board. Then she starts to slip it in about the award show. Oh. As he goes for a as he goes for a beer, she tells him that she gave away his tickets. Oh, you know who makes a good steak? Palm. Oh, great. Oh, Mark. Um, hope you're not too upset, but um, you know that sweet girl writer. She couldn't get tickets to the award show, so I gave her yours. You're not too upset, are you? Well, I was kind of looking forward to going. Really. Really? I thought you wouldn't want to go and get all dressed up. Well, I've never been to an award show. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we didn't know each other last time you won. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not winning this time. Well, I know, but, you know, I thought it might be cool. She tries to play it off like, yeah, I didn't think you'd want to go, and it's not really a big deal, or wouldn't be for you, and he's expressing sort of a little bit of sadness. Or, yeah, oh my God. I feel bad for him there. 
I was surprised that she didn't try. She That we don't see her make any effort to try to get an extra ticket. Right. But maybe she feels like, okay, I'm going to go sans Mark and be one of the girls. I don't know. Or she feels she's just doing somebody a solid. And there was a really nice little moment where she tries to explain it to Mark. She's fat. All right. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. My love ball. I'm sorry. There's going to be other award shows, though. All right. And you are going to be my date for each and every one of them. All right. There's the Emmys mm-hmm. and the Golden Globes mm-hmm. and oh, what? Get your dinner. She's given Gigi the ticket because nobody likes her because she's fat and nobody likes her. So I'm like, oh my god. And he's like, well, okay. That that sort of is okay by him. I know. And then he's not disappointed anymore. I know. Like, that and that was like, oh. Unless on some level he thinks like, my wife's the greatest. She's the sweetest, most thoughtful, kind person. I'm nodding right now, realizing nodding doesn't work <laughs> on the radio. He could. Well, <laughs> he does seem to agree that it's a nice thing and she promises that They're she, paying it forward. Right. This is her version of paying it forward. That's right. And she promises that he'll be her date for any future shows. Then she's getting all sort of like sweet with him and they kiss each other. And then he tries to go in and really give her the tongue and she stops him because the camera is on. And again, it's one of those little passionate moments between them. But he's getting, he's not just getting cock blocked, he's getting tongue blocked, he's getting lip blocked. Right, he's getting everything. He's getting everything. He, he's, oh, my God. When everything he slips her the tongue, it's so, it's like seventh grade slipping of the tongue. It was so funny. And she was like. <laughs> then we are in Poor there. Mark. He must be so sexually frustrated. But they're they having the, the bathroom. bathroom adventures. Yes. I just don't think they're being creative enough. <laughs> I want to see the outtakes. I want to see more of the raw, raw footage. The next day or some point in the future, we're in Valerie's bedroom and there is a man who's the tailor. We find out later it's Alfredo the tailor. She comes out oh. wearing the, the screen and the white. The Nolan Miller gown. Off the shoulder. Sequins, but like horrible color sequins. Big feather. It was, it was Nolan Miller at its finest. Well, it was green, which looks great with red hair. Yeah, don't I know it? I still thought she looked. I mean, she looked beautiful, but she looked. It was an awards gown, but it was like it was a mother of the bride awards gown. Right. It was not a young, hip, comeback kind of gown. Billy walks in, and he's got the package that has just arrived from Jay McCarroll, and he says that it's supposed to be sexier than they discussed. And Billy tells her that Jay. Believes that she can, that Valerie can pull it off. Maybe they could make it. He said he didn't even have time to put a label on the back. It's like, oh, Val, listen, don't overreact. But Jay said he went a little sexier than we talked about, but he thinks you can pull it off. Valerie takes the red gown into the bathroom to change, or the changing room, the dressing area, and Mickey tells Billy Valerie is already very attached to the Nolan Miller. Like, he's trying to prepare Billy. Like, don't be disappointed. She likes the Nolan Miller. Did you feel any sort of flirtiness at all between Billy and Mickey? I didn't. What I... The thought I was having was, are they competing gays? Oh, okay. But I don't get that sense either. But I did have moments. Because I got, like, the gay mafia secret society. The Velvet Mafia? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and... 
I think there might be some of that, but I don't see a lot of chemistry one way or the other. I mean, well, they're different they're generations. Different generations, and Mickey is old school gay, and Billy in the closet, is, even though he's flamboyant. And Billy's very hip and now and young and Mickey aggressive. is everybody's kooky uncle gay. He's that kooky uncle that nobody. He's a bachelor, right? <laughs> he lives with his friend. Yeah, with his roommate. Robert. Who's also a bachelor. Who's also a wonderful choice for Big Dick Perkins. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, Valerie comes out in the red dress, and everybody is sort of floored, and Billy's like, oh, my God, you have to wear that. And even Mickey is like, oh, my God. Shut up. Shut up! Oh, no. I don't. But this isn't me, Mickey. Red, you look hot. Red hot. I'm all hanging out, though. That's what they make double stick tape for. Okay. If you do not wear that dress, I will kill myself. That is the dress that gets the press. But is it me? Is it me, Mickey? You want a splash? That's the splash. It just, it seems a little tight. I don't know. Fredo, what do you think? And Alfredo the tailor, who's the only straight man in the room, she asks his opinion, and he's just like, it's perfect. What was it that he says? He says, um... It is. It's perfect. Just try it. And he looks completely mesmerized. This dress was cut down to her, to quote to my great-grandmother, her pupic. What is a pupic? It's a belly button. A yeah. pupic. A pupic. It is. It's not <laughs> a good word. It does, but I wondered if it was her pubis. <laughs> pubic, pubic. What is it? Pubis? Pubis. Well, what's the what's the Yiddish? What's the Yiddish? Pupic. Pupic. And belly button. You can't tell me the pupic does not sound like pubic. I... I no! Oh, it does. Oh, you're, just, you're making a childhood word of mine dirty. There's like one letter pubic. difference. P-U-P-I-K. Pubic, 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 pubic. Pubic, pubic, My grandparents, my grandparents in Florida, there's a chain, and you may know this from when you used to travel a lot uh, around the country, there's a chain of grocery stores called Publix. Uh, yes. P-U-B-L-I-X, and my grandfather used to always pronounce it Publix. <laughs> We're going over to Publix. So that makes me think of that. Publix. Pupic. 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 Not pubic. Pupic. Okay. All right. I'm never going to say that word. Personal. Personal moments. <sighs> so she comes out and Red is looking red hot in this red gown down to her navel. And she's... Pupic. She's very... Say it, Jenny. Pupic. <laughs> Pupic. <laughs> She's still not sure, even though Alfredo, the straight man, is sort of drooling. Esperanza pops in, and she's like, ooh, it's bad. <laughs> you, it was, she says, you look so skinny. Yeah, and that was it. That did it for Valerie. Yes, and Valerie's like, all right, we need a case of double stick tape. At that point, <laughs> she was totally into it. Somebody tells her she looks thin. It doesn't matter if you tell her she looks hot, if you, she looks beautiful, but tell her she looks skinny. I understand. I'm with her on that. Exactly. Oh, Miss Val, so skinny. Well, we are going to need a case of that double stick tape, <laughs> huh? Great, 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 great. At this point, at the end of this scene, is when the big reveal that Billy shares that there's there's an oh, additional yeah. stipulation that the designer, Jay McCarroll, made. Now listen, here's the thing. Yeah. Jay's insisting that we use his people to do your makeup. Fine. And hair. Well... 
I have to go home and feed the dogs. Mickey. I'm fine. You have to do what you have to do. Hi, Mr. Mickey. Mickey is stricken and he goes, like, like, they're on the Titanic. No, do what you have to do, Red. Right. He's very much a martyr about it. Like, save yourself. <laughs> but we see later on that he holds a grudge about this. Well, this has been a banner, like, a banner episode for him. I mean, she's already done another, like, <laughs> public outing. Yeah. And now he's getting pushed into the background further. Yeah, he's like, you gotta do what you gotta do. She's like, all right. And after Mickey storms out, Esperanza, I thought of you. Because every time Esperanza's on, I think of you. I love Esperanza. And Esperanza's like, oh, Mr. Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Esperanza feels really bad for him. She's got empathy for the mixer. She does. Cut to, we we are inside the limo and we're on our way to the People's Choice Awards. Gigi is taking pictures of Valerie, who is all decked out and looks amazing. Gorgeous. And she's had her hair and makeup done. And definitely looks more current than usual. She does. She looks hot. She looks young. She looks current, like you said. What did she say about the smoky eye? Oh, right. She was she was lamenting it. Is I all shouldn't I have. have done the smoky eye. I look like someone punched me in the... What? I can't remember what she said. I can't remember what it is either, but she does have reaction. And she looks great with the smoky eye. She looks fantastic. Gigi looks pretty as well, and Uh Gigi is... Gigi is pretty. Gigi's boobs are, like, high and out and proud, and Valerie keeps sort of looking over and having to look away, because... Gigi's boobs are so prominent, and Valerie, who's got her dress cut down to her... Puppic! To her puppic... (gasps) Puppet. Puppet. Tony Danza's puppet. You couldn't wear a dress like Valerie is wearing if you were Gigi, if you had tits like the size that Gigi's are. Or I do. Right. (laughs) I don't know that you could wear them even if you had ones as small as mine. She seems to be the right size for that. Even though she's commented on it sort of gaping in different places and right but well, it's we been find tailored. out why later right but it's been tailored to fit her and of course billy's on the phone trying to coordinate the time that they drive up with when juno's gonna get out so that they can walk the red carpet together do a whole room and board thing we also learn that jane is in the limo with them and valerie comments on how well jane is cleaned up jane Briefly mentions how uncomfortable she is, how uncomfortable the shoes are. (laughs) Jane's dressed for the awards as well. They go through the security check, and as they're getting out of the car, or just before they're getting out of the car, Gigi's dress rips, and she looks horrified, but Valerie's like, just keep going, right? You're just going to have to hold it together. You're just going to hold it together all night, like this. And she, like, does a little... It's very metaphorical. Yeah, Exactly. I thought for a minute she was going to offer someone for double stick tape and then there was going to be a boob accident later. I, yeah. I thought something was going to happen with that. Something no. more. Or that... that <laughs> it would have been funny if Gigi then they opened the door from the outside and Gigi comes out in the Nolan Miller gown. <laughs> <laughs> Although we know that would never happen. It's a funny thought to me. It is a funny thought. 
when they are actually pulling up and get out, when the timing finally is right, they all get out, slam the door, and then the door opens again, and Jane kind of comes out awkwardly, and you can tell she's not used to being in high heels. She is not having a good good experience. But they are not interested in Jane at all in no. this scenario. This is not about Jane, even though they may be filming for the comeback. Then... We are on the red carpet, and the red carpet is the usual chaotic festival of bands and interviewers and stars and all the stuff we see on E! before the show or any pre-show My favorite stuff. part. I always tape that part and watch it. I, I do, watch too. it afterwards sometimes. I, I love it. I love to hear the stupid things that the interviewers ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they're usually ridiculous. And... Oh, no Joan Rivers is here. Oh. And we didn't see, I, I, I had a little bit of hope that we would see Joan because we see Melissa. Yeah. A very young Melissa, too. Oh, I maybe know. 10 years ago, she was still doing because Melissa hasn't done the red carpet stuff in a long time. Because well, she's been, been directing. Fashion, and they well, producing Fashion Police. Right. But she hasn't been doing the on camera right. stuff. So it was kind of nice to see her, and I did have a little moment of, oh, maybe we're going to see... I did, too. We're going to see... Oh, I miss Joan River Joan. so much. So, no. Uh, we don't get any of her, but we do have a little moment uh, with Melissa and Jane Kaczmarek that's coming up, and Valerie's behind her looking for Juna. They're all, they just keep looking for Juna and where they can get in, and... Uh, the publicists are trying to negotiate how to get Juna and Valerie on the red carpet together, but the bouncer guy won't let Valerie pass with the whole reality crew because there's so many of them. And they're all with me, so. <laughs> oh, okay, well, there's only nominees allowed on the red carpet. You oh, no, right. this is my reality crew, so they have to. Don't leave home without them, you know. Okay, they have to. hold right here if you would. I'm going to have to clear this. Excuse yeah, me. Clear it. Juna. Okay. I'm going to need somebody down here. We're going to have to verify another... Uh, Hi, you guys. Oh, baby girl. Oh, Mickey, looking good. Hello, Val. Oh, don't be that way. Come on, my head's on fire from that maniac yanking at it all day. I... Oh, my God, I'm so happy to see you. I'm so freaked out. Can you do the red carpet with me? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. We need to go. Yeah, they're going to do the red carpet together. Yeah. Great, but Axis Hollywood's waiting for us right now. So. Right, okay. right now? Okay. Great. Yeah, Let's just do it. Excuse yeah. me. Oh, we're with that. we got to go through them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I get somebody to come down here and verify another reality crew? You two guys, come on. Val. Yeah, we'll just be one second, okay? Don't go far. No, I won't. We're doing an interview together, so. I understand. I'm sorry. She doesn't feel secure. This will be settled very, very quickly. So many reality crews around, and he's trying to get people on the horn. So Juna is being dragged off without Valerie. And Juna looks really nervous and right. wants Valerie to go she with her. Valerie's her security blanket. And I also had the feeling that maybe Juna's publicist, Carolina, the wonderful Jennifer Courtney, doesn't want Valerie and Juna to go together to Right. To a certain extent. She's not, it's not blatant. She's not, there's not right, a lot. they're not doing anything to help. Right. She's like, well, we've got Access Hollywood waiting, so, you know. Too bad. Yeah. Tough titty. Mickey goes off with Juna, too. It's like, oh, I'm not doing your hair and makeup? Oh, I'm... and he's like, hello, Red, when he sees her. He's still, he's peeved at her. Yeah. He's giving her the cold shoulder, and I'm here with Juna. He's hurt. Melissa shows absolutely... Melissa Rivers shows no recognition or regard for Valerie Cherish. <laughs> that was funny. She or was the comeback. Yeah. Uh, 
and we hear all these fans are screaming for Juna, and Valerie thinks that nobody in the stands recognizes her, and that's why nobody is screaming for her or asking for her audience or for her autograph, which was very painful. Like, oh god, she's like, they just they just don't recognize me because I don't look like me. She felt very out of her element with her new yeah. hairdo and makeup. But we soon learn that that's not the case, because right as she's saying that, some people are like, Valerie! And she snaps out of it and goes into her full-on celebrity mode. Very excited. Oh, we see Billy Bush is interviewing Juna, and Valerie's supposed to come up next, except for before she has the chance, they spot the Project Runway season I, I one winner. I think he makes himself known. Right. He was fierce in this, and not very nice. No, but he's also really upset because it's his art. It's his. It's his. Right. It's his thing, and it's his red carpet moment too. He sees Valerie, and instead of being like, "Oh my God, you're so beautiful," and treating her like the star that he's supposed to be dressing, he tells her that she's got the dress on backwards, <laughs> and that she- which made a lot of sense in that moment. It made a lot of sense. Designer, what do you think? Sexy, oh huh? Oh my god. It's it's backwards. What? You have the dress on backwards. I thought it was for the cleavage. No, no, no. It's now or never for Access Hollywood. Never. You know what? Go and flip the dress around. Flip your head around. I, I, I have to change it. Go change it. You are clear about which way. Don't use me. Mickey, Mickey. I need your help. What? It is your new hairstylist not being able to. Never mind. Your dress is on backwards. Let's find a replacement. Yeah. Excuse me. She goes running to Mickey to save her. Mickey is goes into full-on crisis management mode. It's like, come on, Red, and it's going to totally save her. And all is well with and them. Jane is running after with the crew and totally eats it on the red carpet because of the fucking shoes. Oh, when Jane fell, that was the funniest thing. She's Why mean. is falling funny? It it's is. not funny when I do it, because I break things. But <laughs> But now you're walking pretty. I am. After the red carpet, we find out that Valerie's missed everything because she's had to go and turn her dress around. But she meets up with Juna, and Juna's done all the interviews, which Valerie missed. Take your seats. The oh, telecast no, five minutes. So long. There was a long line at the ladies' room. Uh, we waited to take a picture with you. You oh. might want to get your publicist some grief counseling, too. Oh, Let's did go. So you did all of it. You did Joan Rivers. Yeah. Nancy O'Dell. Yeah. It's, it's all over. over. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, that does look like the front of the dress. I know, I know. Juna validates uh, Valerie's experience and is like, yeah, the dress, the slit does seem like it should go in the front. The dress looks so much better turned around, too. It's like it beautiful really both. Good. I, I know. thought it looked awesome split down yeah. the front, too. I, I mean, obviously, I can see why the designer was upset. That's not how he right. intended it, but come on. She still looked hot. Nobody's going to really know. Then we're inside the theater, and we see the cast and crew are in the seats, and the cameras are catching shots of Polly G and Tom, and Valerie takes Tom's hand, and it's like, we're all winners. Tom, I just want you to know, even though we're not winners tonight, to me, we're all winners. We really are. No, we're not. Thanks, Polly. If that's the way you feel, why'd you even come? Free who? The nominees for your favorite television oh. comedy are... And she's like, Polly G, if that's how you really felt, why did you come? Free hooch. He's just getting drunk. Just... Meanwhile, Gigi's sitting next to her eating. 
right? How did she find food? I think she brought something with oh, her. Oh, it was like a little, it was like a candy bar from yeah. her purse. Probably his own bar or something. Yeah. Then the winners are called for one of these awards, and Gigi's got to stand up to let them get by her, and her butt is totally in Valerie's face. Valerie's, Valerie's face during that. So funny. Uncomfortable. So then later on, Valerie comes back from having been to the bathroom, and there's a seat filler in her seat. And it was very exciting because it was our friend Sarah's husband. Personal. Personal moments. David L.M. McIntyre. Thank you. Apparently there was, there were lines that Yeah, no, he had a, it was a, yeah, he had a whole funny scene, but, you know. But it's not there, and... It's okay, because even with that little short moment, it's still very strong. David, you did very good if you were listening. He did wonderfully. He brilliant. He didn't say anything, but his presence was known. He made himself known. And she talks about seat fillers, and some people will do anything to do, be on camera. Some people. George Lopez comes out to... Announce the uh, award, and it was, it, was, it was during the kidney transplant time. Oh, he was really, remember he was like, he was gauntly skinny. Yeah. He's a total wobblehead in that. Yeah. That's when he got a kidney from his wife, who he then cheated on and divorced after she gave him the kidney. That's terrible. He, yeah. Sorry. That has nothing to do with the show, but I'll never get over that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, George. George. Martha. <laughs> George. So. I'm afraid of Virginia. I don't know why I oh, said that. Oh, because George and Martha. I know. All right. So George Lopez is presenting favorite actress in a TV comedy, and he makes a joke about the three reality crews that there'd be four if they would let Paris Hilton in the men's room or something. <laughs> yeah. And the nominees were Portia de Rossi for Arrested Development, Deborah Winger, or Deborah Winger. <laughs> because there was a time machine. Deborah Messing for Will and Grace. Where is Deborah Winger? I feel like I just saw her in something. All right. But we'll, we'll, we can deal with that later. move on. Deborah Messing and Will and Grace and then Juna. Obviously, we know Juna wins. Which and is she... so funny. I love that they picked, like, really good, really great TV roles. Like, Arrested Development, I loved. Will and Grace, I mean, really strong actresses. And I wonder, those must have been, that must be the first year that those shows were on. Like, that was the first year that Will and Grace was on? That's crazy, was it? No. No? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because I thought that it was like favorite actress in a new comedy, but I guess it's just favorite actress in a TV comedy. No. Well, we're going to look that up right now. And the people's choice goes to my girl, Juna Milken. Juna gives Valerie a really big hug, and Valerie's Really happy because she's having this moment. All cameras are on Juna, and Valerie's right behind her, right? Then they're having this moment, and Valerie's looking right at the camera the whole time, <laughs> like, breaking that fourth wall. Like, it's... No, wasn't it terrible when... Oh, I'm sorry. Did she do the... Did you talk about the acceptance speech yet? No. So, oh. this is it. Then Juna gets up to give the acceptance speech. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Thank you. Um, I want to thank the people who voted for me, first off. Um... Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I want to thank my agents, my manager, my lawyer, 
my parents, I love you, um, our brilliant show creators, Tom Peterman and Polly G, our amazing writers, Zach, Milo, Arthur, and Gigi, um, my fellow cast members, Shane Thomas, Chris McNess, Jesse Wood, Oh, wrap it up. Okay, okay. Um, Kaveen Khan and Greg Narayan, and uh, especially Valerie Cherish. Without her. And right as she thanks everybody, and then right as she starts to thank Valerie, the music starts playing, and you don't hear any of it. You just see her talking, and they get off the stage, music is playing. Because they don't just play the music, they cut her mic as yeah. well. Yeah. And you just see her talking and her lips moving but oh, nothing that sad. she's saying but most of all i want to thank valerie cherish and then it is nothing valerie looks very upset and that's that we are then at the after party oh valerie can't get in with the reality <laughs> crew again is having they're not something. even letting valerie in they're, they're not, not they're like we're full to capacity and she's like well i'm a nominee and they're saying that they have to wait because there's still an issue with the fire marshal because of all these people. So they got to wait till some people leave. Then they that do... That was another one of those Valerie Cherish moments where she thinks she's going to be treated like a star and they make her wait. It's surprising that she has... That they make her wait. I that know. They, they would treat her like that as a nominee to begin with. When they do get in... There's a whole table of everyone, and Polly G is throwing something at another table of people who seem to be winners. Yeah. The whole writer, writer's, actor's table just seems like, again, we're still in high school. Well, Polly G doesn't know how to behave, behave in any social situation. It's true. Juna finds Valerie and is effusive about well look I, you know where have you been i you know i'm i've been looking for you and she's telling her we couldn't get in juna is very upset that they cut her off hey there you are hi here we are Upset that no one heard what I said about you. Oh, what, what did you say? Oh, I said, especially Valerie Cherish, because without her, none of us would be funny. Oh. I just wish everyone heard that. Well, I heard. That's what's really important. Yes, oh. that's true. <laughs> oh, Jane, did you get that? You did. Valerie says, like, it's okay, I heard it, and that's all that matters. And then turns to the camera, and it's like, did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> just make sure it's on the comeback. Jane, Jane, did you get that? So, as she's getting ready to settle in and start partying with the cast and crew... While she's, she's finally in the room. Juna says, hey, come with me. There's a party at Kiefer Sutherland's house. But she goes, hey, we're taking off. And Valerie's like, no, I just got here. And then, then she tells her it's Kiefer Sutherland's house. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Costner. Yeah. There's, oh, she's there's, going... There's, she's, yeah. She's there's, a a certain, there's a certain echelon to which... Valerie, like, will throw her own mother under the bus. Anyway, listen, we're gonna go. Um, oh. Do you want to come? Well, just got here. Didn't really have a chance to hang out with any of the gang, so... Okay. Where are you going? Well, Kiefer Sutherland's having a private party. Hmm. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> making, what about making... Oh, yeah, no, he's my date, so that's oh. fine. What about my date? Oh, my God. I think she's got a ride. Oh, <laughs> that guy. She's getting a little something-something. As Valerie is preparing to leave, we see that Gigi is making out with one of the beady boys. Just going to town. Like, but like eighth grade makeout. Oh, right. I mean, she's sitting on his lab and they are just... And, and the beady boys are both very tiny. 
<laughs> she she is she is sort of dwarfing him in that she's it, she's it cons- was a, it was a fun, she's inhaling him. yes <laughs> that's what it looked like so Juno wants to Do you think they went home and did it oh yeah <laughs> uh, probably in a limo on the way back <laughs> and I think he probably was really into that cleavage I think he was really gonna didn't yeah. notice the uh, ripped dress no that's easier access there you go. So Valerie and Juno are going to go, and Juno really wants to sneak out to miss the photographers. And Valerie tries to talk her out of it, like, oh, no, you know, we really shouldn't, and we don't want to disappoint them. And you can see that Valerie really wants to get her pictures taken with Juno and her pictures taken because she missed the red carpet because she was busy getting her dress turned around and she wasn't with Juno then. So this is a good opportunity for Valerie to get some press and attention. But Juno still is very sweetly convincing like no let's go and she's sweet talking the bouncer guy who's not supposed to let them go out the back she's juna she's juna and people love her and she's sweet and very honest and the guy lets them sneak out and as they are we see all the crew people outside from the event putting away the red carpet and breaking things down and a photographer spots them and is like, oh, this would be a great picture. So Valerie does get her picture taken with Juna on the red carpet. Beautiful. Go girls, we've got work to do here. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Lots. Thank you so Thank much. You. Okay. We got it. <laughs> got ourselves a picture. <laughs> oh, Mickey, why don't you run ahead and, and see what paper he's with, okay? Yeah, step it up, dear. He's getting away. She has her red carpet moment. That was really sweet. Valerie gives Jane her goodie bag. And Jane is so excited about that damn goodie bag. I would have been too. I would have been too. But Oh, yeah. I'm like, is this the first time Jane has ever been to one of these events? I'm wondering. Because she's really like, oh, excited about the bag. We also see Juna and Valerie being very palsy-walsy and sisterly. And they're playing as they discuss who's calling the limo and... And Jane's, of course, coming after them, sort of tripping on her shoes. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. What were your thoughts? I loved this episode, personally, but... You know, have you ever been to an award show? Yes. Where'd you go? Uh, I oh, right, went the, to the, the Emmys. The, uh, the technical Emmys, yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've been to the Golden Globes, too. But I don't... I don't know. I for sure have been to the Emmys and the, te- the technical Emmys. It's so funny because the governor's ball thing right afterwards, when I went to the Emmys, I was so excited to, like, I wanted to go there so bad, but the person I was, I was with one, a writer and he'd been nominated a bunch of times and he was like, oh no, let's skip out of there and go to another party. And I had that, you know, like, ah, I want to go where all the celebrities are, but I don't really, I think they stay at that governor's ball, not for a very long time. No, they go, they have a drink or a, a nosh and yeah. then they go on to parties. Yeah. yeah. I'm always surprised that they have so many people who are dancing and really into the governor's ball because it does seem like people just empty out of there within an hour. Right. And they spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a really good depiction of show business, this episode. Uh, I I thought, like, if I were somebody who'd never done any of those things and I was watching this somewhere else, you know, it would have been just like... Oh, my God. Uh, You know, for that end, and for us who have been working in the the business we call show all our lives, you know, it was so funny because they really, it was a great satire. They hit many poignant moments of 
things that happen in those circumstances, things that go right. wrong. Oh, and, and the red carpet, you know, is the red carpet is such a caste system on the red carpet. And poor Valerie. Here Valerie is. She's got this big reality TV crew. She's got two shows. She's been a winner in the past. And people still treat her like and, she's, you know. And, and it's an ageism a little thing a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There's definitely the you're in, you're out, you're of age, you're too old, you're just not as happening as Juna Milken. I can't wait for the next show. So the next one up is Valerie Shines Under Stress, episode Ooh. 12. We've got two episodes left. And uh, if you're still with us, thanks for listening. <laughs> and we look forward to talking at you. For the next one. And month. with you, maybe at some point. And with you. Yeah, you can reach us at genmarfilms at gmail.com. J E N M A R films at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Adios. Tony Aust- Danza's penis. Hasta luego. Tony Danza's puppet. You're hilarious. I'd like to think so. Oh, think so. I feel conflicted. I feel conflicted. I don't want to see that. I feel conflicted. I don't don't need to see that. I don't want. I don't need to. I don't want. I don't need to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Perfect. Just try it.